Okay, so here we are. I am so smitten because I was just thinking about this thing today where I just felt so delighted. So this week, what did we get in the mail? But the beautiful magazine that holds the treasures of all for the next six months. Clearly, there is something to be excited about. Like seriously, when I was 15, I joined the church and I would go on the church website and it was all like HTML style. So it was just very like, you know, very plain, very one tone, one color, one font, one type, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And you would just, you'd go in there to maybe find like some articles and stuff. But like when General Conference came around, you'd have conference, but you'd have to wait like a few weeks, it felt like, until like talks were uploaded, like articles and, you know, videos and all of this kind of thing. So really, your best bet was just to order the magazine. So then when the magazine came, then you could have your own copy, right? And then it would be uploaded on the, on the internet like later, right? You never really could tell how long it would take. And so this was the week that I got the magazine version, right? And... I don't know why that speaks to me so much. I think it's like, I have access to it now. Like I can use the phone and I, I've been, I've been accessing it all this time, right? Conference was October, first week of October. Now it's like end of November, almost December, like probably two months later, right? And so for two months, I've been able to access it on the phone, um, being able to press like play on the videos of the speakers, as well as like read through some talks and highlight different parts that I like, all of that kind of thing. And something about getting the actual copy though, that's like hard copy for me to touch and feel and for me to flip through the pages, is just so reminiscent to me though. It's just this moment of like, oh, this is like what it was like for me when I was, you know, in my first year of being baptized and, you know, choosing to want to keep the Sabbath day holy. So then I would hang out in this one parlor room of one of my friend's houses and we would just, I would just sit there with all of the enzymes and all of the new eras and all of the magazines, right? And I would just keep flipping and I would just go through every single story that I could possibly find. And I'd just always be so touched just sitting there enjoying such a wonderful afternoon, just soaking in all of these stories that I was never raised with that I was just finally getting my hands on and just trying to eat up as much as I could, you know, like just having a feast every Sunday, right? And then, you know, it was always exciting when it was like general conference because it's like, oh, you get to sit down and you get to get like new material, right? Like this is like new revelation, right? For like the next six months, like this is such a big deal. And it wasn't always that way for me, right? I remember the first times I ever was exposed to it, you know, one time I was over at a friend's house and we were having like an egg hunt and somehow general conference was in the background because I remember the ties, I remember the pulpit and those kinds of things. And I'd always wonder, I'm like, oh, I wonder what channel that is. And then we would go and do our thing. Like, and we would do all our activities and our games and things, and it would always be there. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but who knows? And then I would move on to like, you know, just seeing that like, I have a family member in my home at the time that she was so, you know, she was pushing forward with this in her life, right? She joined the church a year before I did. And so she was just always finding, you know, when when it was on and she would always take it in, right? And she'd be like, hey, hey, come here. You got to listen to this talk and stuff. And I'd be like, what is it? I don't see it. I don't know why you want me here, right? And it was like, I wasn't always there, right? I was I was kind of elsewhere and I was, 
kind of in the phase of like loud music and loud everything. And if something isn't loud, then it doesn't get my attention, right? Where this was a very calm and peaceful and beautiful and simple approach to reaching people's hearts, right? And I wasn't there to well enough to pay attention at those phases in my life when I was like 13, 14, right? But it wasn't until I was like around 15 or so that I decided for myself, you know, I think this is a great path. I would love to jump on because I'm really excited for where this can lead. Um, and so I was like, sweet, let's do this. So I went forward. I became a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I started, you know, watching conference like religiously right like I would go and I would like there's a Saturday Sunday session every October and April and you just go there and sit there and like I would always sit beside this one family and I love sitting beside them they were so keen right they'd have their notebooks ready they'd write the name of the speaker at the top of their page they even wrote down which hymn was just sang and who said the prayer and then they would go and write all their notes of like what the speaker said and things like that and every time I watched them, I'd be like, man, one day I want to be that cool. I want to be that cool and that keen to like pay attention to all those little details. Because at that point in my life, all I could take in was sitting there and watching, right? I was not on the bandwagon of having a notebook, having paper, having anything like that. I was just sitting there and watching and listening and taking in what parts I could take in that I felt I could understand, you know, and I could comprehend and you know around those phases of my life you know 15 16 18 it was mostly that I would just find one talk I would be there with a kind of a, a pondering heart and I would be there and I would just try so hard just to pay attention enough to see if I could find one talk and one speaker that just spoke just to me right that had something just for me right so I'd sit there and listen and listen and be like oh this is it this is the one, right? And it's been so funny because back in those days when I was like 15, 16, 17, I could only usually find one talk per weekend, right? That would be like my talk, right? And it's kind of funny because like it's been like 17 years-ish since that season of my life of being exposed to it for the first time. And now like 17 times two, however many conferences later, um, it's turned into this thing where it's like I go in and I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I have my paper and I have my pencil and I'm writing like all the details, right? And then I'm listening and every, like almost every talk I listen, I'm like, oh, this is the one, this is my talk. This is the best talk of conference. And then I write that down and then it'll be like the next talk. I'm like, oh guys, no, this is it. This is the best talk of conference. And my family just chuckles at me and they just like, you say that for every talk. And I'm like, I know, but that's because it's true. <laughs> and so I'm kind of just this like funny person that just loves it so much. You know, I hear about people that love certain things to watch. They love like the Super Bowl or they love soccer or whatever. I love conference the same way maybe even more than some people love watching like sports, right? I'm just like, I'm there. I'm like cheering for these like amazing leaders that I call like my adopted grandparents. And I'm just like, so in and I'm just like, whoa, like I just like loved her. It's a good thing that I don't go there live because I'm such a loud audience member. Like whenever they're talking, I'm like, yes, 
yes, did you hear what they just said? Like, yes, right? And I'm just like, ah. And so it's probably a good thing that I have my own quiet room <laughs> in my own little home to just do my thing and just enjoy it as much as I do. So anyways, I was singing the songs in this book um, that's all about like, it's like this book that I'm learning piano songs from, and it's called I Can Play Primary Songs. And it is awesome because it's got my one of these songs in here that makes me think of conference. And one of my goals right now is to, hey, let's see if I can play these songs on piano. But next level is let's see if I can sing and play at the same time because that would just make it so much more enjoyable. And I would love that. And the song that perked my interest today as I was thinking about that story um, was Follow the Prophet because I just, I just think it's such a tender song, right? Like, what a beautiful thing that in my day, like, I get the blessing of having a prophet to follow and to know that he's legit and that he is going to do and say things that are going to be in alignment with truth and light to the highest level that it could be in, right? And so I'm just like, sweet. I love following good people. I love having good people as my leaders. And I love being able to feel that level of assurance and trust and, and you know, like, because sometimes I would talk with, like, First Nation people in my area, right? And I'd be talking to their grandparents and elders and I'd be like, so we'd be talking and they'd say, you know what? So many people these days get so caught up with, like, children's behaviors and, you know, they, they don't know what to do about them and, like, parents get flustered. But you know what we do in our culture? And this lady was talking to me and she said... What we do is when we notice that a child is going through something hard, their behavior's off and they're just not not feeling secure and all these things, what is what is our prescription to them? We make sure that that child gets to spend extra time with their elders, right? Like they, who's that child's elder and they need to spend extra time with that elder. And that's how we do our own healing sessions is spending time with each other. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is beautiful. And so when I get to experience these like general conference experiences, that's like my version of being able to spend time with my elders. Like it actually is like it's this beautiful moment where I get to hear all the stories that everyone wants to share that are open to share them and and hear them and allow for those stories to penetrate into my heart and allow for me to have something to work with as I move forward with my life to then pass it on, right? Pass on these opportunities to share light and truth and it's awesome. I love it. So anyways, there's a song called Follow the Prophet, words and music by Dwayne E. Hyatt. So it's got, it goes like this. Adam was a prophet, first one that we know. In a place called Eden, he helped things to grow. Adam served the Lord by following his ways. We are his descendants in the latter days. Follow the prophet, follow the prophet, follow the prophet. Don't go astray, follow the prophet. Follow the prophet, follow the prophet, he knows the way. Seriously, I love that song, right? I'm just like all over that song. And it's kind of funny because I get totally mixed up all the time whenever I'm going through like different church songs or scriptures or whatever. 
because usually I'll think a song is a certain tune when it's really like the opposite. It's like a tune for another song, right? Um, so I just feel like I just can't stop there, right? There's the Follow the Prophet song. That's awesome. But I actually thought that this song was this other song <laughs> that's actually called We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet, right? And that's in the hymn book, the green one. That, and it's 19, so it's like, it's like this. We thank thee, O God, for a prophet to guide us in these latter days. We thank thee for sending the gospel to lighten our minds with its rays. We thank thee for every blessing bestowed by thy bounteous hand. We feel it a pleasure to serve thee and love to obey thy command. When dark clouds of trouble hang o'er us, and threaten our peace to destroy. There is hope smiling brightly before us. And we know that deliverance is nigh. We doubt not the Lord nor his goodness. We've proved him in days that are past. smitten about talking about this topic today was because it was bubbling inside of me today because for some reason after this last conference I was writing down all my notes during conference and it always kept coming up to me being like I need to start another club right I'm this person that starts things right I start clubs and businesses and all these things like constantly I just think of another group that needs to be gathered and I'm like okay let's invite all these people and let's just start talking right and then whoever wants to be the leader of this and carry it forward great but I'll just start inviting people and it's gonna turn into whatever it turns into because I know the people, so I'll just bring them together and we'll just start talking, right? So I started this one group, started talking with some friends, and then I kind of trickled into this thing that that's like all these moms that I know that also love the gospel and just love to talk about it and and let's just all talk about it together, right? And so I created that group and it's called like General Conference 
moms or something like that. And then I did another group where I was like, no, but I can't stop there. It's got to be like, there's got to be a youth thing, right? You know, so growing up, I went to like EFY or like, you know, I was a youth counselor for library youth retreat and, you know, all of these really high quality, like youth kind of experience, not because it was like super high, well, professional, whatever, but because the heart was there, right? The heart was there to just make everything seamless. So I created this thing called GC for youth and then started inviting all these people to be like, Hey, let's have these like testimony meetings where we just talk about our impressions from conference, our impressions from like our personal studies. Um, let's bear our testimonies, let's sing song and let's, let's enjoy the Sabbath day, right? Like let's have this be like a tradition every, you know, like kind of like a fast and testimony fireside kind of a thing, but not a fireside, but just like a fast and testimony meeting kind of thing for you. And let's allow for general conference to kind of be like our book study all year long, right? Cause, cause I've had some experience with like book studies where it's like, you know, we just kind of choose 12 books for the year. And then those are our, that's like our reading list. Right. But it's so nice that we don't even have to wonder what our books are. Right. Or what we're going to talk about because we have general conference every six months. So we already know it's laid out for us what we can discuss and what we can bring up and what we can be studying and where we're going to share about our studies with other people. So then it just brings that full circle. So I'm just like, so smitten. I'm loving this. 